Don't rock in the dark. Lighting elevates your band's stage presence to higher levels of professionalism and dynamic energy. Chauvet DJ makes powerful entertainment lighting that sets up and tears down quickly and easily. Pack and Go systems like 4Bar and Gig Bar 2 have multiple LED lights on one bar. They're easy to mount and haul with included tripods and bags. Control is easy too. Chauvet DJ's cutting-edge Bluetooth lighting products produce amazing effects controlled right from a phone or tablet. Don't just rock. Rock the spotlight with Chauvet DJ. Learn more at ChauvetDJ.com. What's going on, over-enthusiastic construction workers? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians to learn how to rock more and suck less. Here in Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson, and tonight we have a very special guest all the way from balmy Auburn, Indiana. My boy Jimmy Kimball from the band Wrecked is joining us this evening. How are you doing, man? I'm great. Uh, thank you. Thanks, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So uh, backstory with Jimmy is a couple weeks ago, we, uh, I posted a picture of a pile of money on Instagram, and I was like, hey, whoever gets, to the, clo- whoever gets the closest, uh, we'll, do a, uh, we'll do a complimentary coaching session. So we've gone back and forth with Jimmy a little bit, trying to get some information. We got the night lined up, and here we are. Um, the only catch is that Dan uh, had some scheduling stuff come up, so it'll just be me. But uh, other than that, it will be a very similar situation. So, Jimmy. Yeah, Adam. Tell me all <laughs> about. Tell me all about Wrecked. Uh, you know, we uh, we're a big giant band. There's six of us, sometimes seven. Uh, we've been as big as nine before, bringing in a couple extra horns. Nice. Um, we're younger for our market. I would imagine we're younger for most markets. Okay. Um, I'm not really sure cause I'm only in mine, you know, but <laughs> we, uh, you know, we've, we've had almost the same lineup our entire run, which is coming up on three years. Uh, we, we did have one horn player, uh, that, you know, life kind of got in the way and he left us and, uh, yeah. that really kind of set us back and stunted us a little bit, but who we found to replace him ended up helping push and propel us that next step forward. So, Fantastic. uh, you know, it worked out pretty well for us. And we, uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, you, you. <laughs> right on. Um, as far as your story goes, um, how did you get into music? Like, what are your influences? Um, how did you end up uh, landing in this group after all the other ones? I, uh, I mean, music's something I've been around uh, since I can, you know, remember. Uh, my dad was a musician since, you know, he was 12 years old. So he's got over 50 years under his belt now. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, you know, he helped us out still to this day. You know, if we need a sound man or something like that, we'll outsource it to him. Nice. Um, so that's kind of where it started. And, you know, I did the, the school band thing and that, uh, went pretty well for me. I did choir as well and did that most of the way through. So I kind of put together some bands in high school that did okay. Put together you know, a project that lasted for a few years and then kind of was set in idle for a little while, you know, kind of lost and yeah. didn't really know what I was doing musically. And uh, so then, you know, then this project kind of presented itself and I kind of jumped into it full bore, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, my, my musical influences, I mean, they're so spread out and all over the place. Uh, a lot of the times I tell people that Muddy Waters is my absolute all-time favorite yeah. performer of all time. Uh, I mean, I'm obviously a huge Hendrix guy. Yeah, totally. Like, what was the first song that you learned all the way through, like, front to back? 
Uh, actually, the very first song that I ever learned front to back was After Midnight by J.J. Kale. Okay, that's all we need to know about you, man. That's That, that sums the whole thing up. Um, so, I, I, you know, we, we had a previous conversation about um, kind of where things are with you guys. Like, now, would you... Is there any sort of power structure? Is, is it kind of like an even split between everybody, democracy kind of situation? Is there anybody kind of calling the shots? Like, what is your what is your band structure look like? I mean, I think every band starts off with the intention of it being a democracy yeah. and everyone everyone having a say. Totally. But you know, the, if you do that, nothing ever gets done. And so, I mean, I, I kind of by default am the leader. Yeah. Uh, just because I'm the face, you know, none of none of them would have wanted to do this. They'd have been like, "Oh no, that's what you're for. That's what you're for." Yeah. Uh, so you know, I'm kind of that face, and I'm I'm the guy that's you know contacting places and yeah. reaching out, and you know, I'm kind of like the first point of contact for people. I am the representative. Sure. Um, musically, I kind of default more to my keyboard player and my guitar player, which I guess you would technically call him the rhythm guitar player. Okay. Although he plays every bit as many leads and he's kind of like the maestro on stage, like the conductor on stage. So yeah, he's you like know. your MD, your music director. Yeah. He's, he's calling out the solos. Like, you know, he's pointing at the, the horn player we've got, like this one's you. So he, you know, he's kind of directing it on stage and the keyboard player and him kind of tag team direct it nice. in the practice room. Very cool. Um, so, and then our bass player, he's kind of like the sound man and the the gearhead, you know, we're like, hey, what do you think of this piece of gear? What do you think of this piece of gear? Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't really got a, a role for the new guy. He's kind of skating by right now. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about that, we got to find something for him to do. There you go. And uh, the, dr- the drummer, you know, his house has this giant studio and he's a second, third generation kind of musician. Yeah. And so, you know, he's got this big, nice studio, and, and he hauls most of our PA and gear because he's got the trailer and stuff. So that's kind of his role there, too. Gotcha. So, I, I mean, it, it sounds like it, their work is being distributed fairly evenly, but at the end of the day, like, you're the person that kind of makes the final say. Would that be a fair uh, assessment? Yeah, I, I would say that. Uh, I'm definitely the one that's pushing it, so to speak. Sure. Okay, very cool. So, um, I guess the the next thing I would ask you is, um, you know, what do you think is working and what do you think isn't working? Like, what are your opportunities for growth in in this current season? Um, this current season for growth, we uh, you know we've had some clubs. So, like, we're we're kind of in a, a unique location. Um, we're about twenty five thirty minutes north of our the big metropolitan area around us which is Fort Wayne, mm-hmm. Indiana, you know, holler, go Mastodons. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we've kind of, there's this music scene in Fort Wayne and it's kind of divided and very clicky. And there's, you know, sure. there's, there's the old school guys, the guys that started the scene, you know, that have been doing it for 25 years, give or take, yeah. maybe even longer than that. And then there's kind of the, the newer guys that kind of have been on the scene for quite a while, but they didn't start it, so to speak. And like, they kind of, they're more in control of it now. Yeah. So they, they kind of have this group that they protect and move and they all kind of share the same circuit. And then there's like 
this club scene that's like kind of pushing towards DJs, kind of pushing towards bands, doesn't know what it wants to do. Yeah. It's kind of got that college crowd, you know, or that um, 35 and under kind of demo, sure, so to speak. And so we've kind of opened some of those clubs in Fort Wayne and, you know, they were, it, it was funny. The one guy we played at his club, the owner comes up, you know, he's loving us. He's had, you know, he's dripping in sweat been dancing, you know, he's just raving about us. And, you know, he's talking to me and he's like, man, like, why did it take you guys, you know, two and a half years to reach out to us? And it was one of those where like, I kind of snickered under my breath and it's yeah. like, well, dude, I've reached out. I've reached out to you every you know, 30 days for the last two and a half years, man. Like yeah. that's, you know, that's why I didn't uh, reach out sooner, I guess. <laughs> Cause I, and had, so, I was too busy doing the thing you said I should be doing. And, you know, so now that some of those walls have kind of been knocked down, those people are wanting us. And so, you know, we've got probably two or three of the main places for like the, the gigging bar, working bar band, working kind of band, um, cover band. We're kind of not necessarily, I I don't want to say we're at the the top upper echelon because there definitely is more that we can do. There's another step that we can take easily, but we're, we're treading pretty good and we're definitely trending upward in our market right now. Nice. Are there any particular like aspects that you would like to kind of focus more on? Like, would you like to be more in the private party, corporate event type deal, or are you, do you like the the energy and the situation with the club dates? Uh, I mean, I definitely like the money in the corporate field. <laughs> I hear you. Uh, and we we've done some some of those. You know, that's uh, we do pretty well there. Uh, it uh, it cracks me up. We we did one for a a union hall here. Yeah, it was there. They did some giant dinner. You know, five hundred people take bought tickets or something like that. That's yeah. what they told me. And it was really fun. You know, it, it, they weren't, they weren't up and dancing. A lot of the girls were up and dancing, but you know, it's a lot of these old guys that have worked in factories and stuff their whole lives. And you know, they're not the dancing type necessarily, so to speak, you know, they'll sit there and bob their head and, you know, give you that look of approval, but they're not going to get real into it. Yeah. And, it, you know, we had a good experience and we made money and it was, it was fun, you know, got home a little earlier, some things like that, but it uh, it is missing that like energy and sure. that, you know, sometimes that energy is the payoff you're looking for anyway. Yeah. yeah. And so it, you know, I think a healthy mix is important for anything. Sure. And so, you know, I, I, you know, it's, I wish I had 104 weeks in a year so I could just book every weekend, you know, right. completely full, but so, you know, we definitely look at opportunities and evaluate, try to evaluate the opportunities that we get. Uh, you know, we've done things like taking every available gig and then we've frozen ourselves out yeah. on some bigger, better gigs that maybe paid the same, maybe paid better, maybe paid worse. Sure. But it's, it always hurts to see a really, really good opportunity yeah. pass you by because you're already obligated to yeah, something totally. else. And Totally. So, you know, looking at it from the outside, you know, because when we when we started this conversation, we 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 requested some some material and just you know your your socials and all the stuff that we wanted to like check into and kind of see where you're at. And um, you know the the there's so much about your situation that's working really really well for you guys. Um, and I think that with a couple of you know tweaks here and there, like you guys leveling up to the next to the next kind of tier shouldn't take that much more work i think you guys have most of what you need already so um let's go ahead and shift uh gears a little bit and kind of talk about um 
any branding you guys have been going through? Like, do you, do you, have you guys sat down and kind of gone through those exercises of figuring out, you know, what your promise is and your brand personality and that kind of thing? I mean, we've, we've had those discussions. Um, we maybe have even come to some conclusions, but I don't think that anything's necessarily stuck or sure. that we've followed through on completely. Uh, we've definitely, I mean, I like to think we've stayed kind of on brand from the beginning. Sure. And, you know, we started off basically just as a party band. Right. And we definitely are a lot of fun, uh, you know, and that's what people tell me at least. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I feel like, we've stayed kind of true to who we are through this journey while still kind of molding to what the market is wanting from us. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I, that's, you know, I, I, we, I can't give you a, a, a side mission statement or sure, anything like that, sure, but sure. I mean, there's definitely like this idea that we are trying to convey and push. And, you know, there was a time where we were getting kind of frozen out of gigs because we had like this vulgar kind of, uh, reputation because, mm -hmm. you know, uh, two o'clock in the bar sometimes that's what it calls for sure uh you know it looking back that was absolutely a mistake you know yeah. uh nobody ever needs to play a mickey avalon song you know <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> nothing like that so um we've uh you know we've tried to clean up the image but we still are trying to you know be slick and smooth and you know if my band was a person i would hope it could be the fonz if okay. that kind of helps at all yeah totally yeah, I mean, I think so. You know, from a from an aesthetic standpoint, there's definitely something there. But I think that um, it, we've actually I've got some material that I can send you um, so that you can kind of go through that process and kind of hammer that in a bit more. Because I think the the opportunity here is that you kind of know what the brand is supposed to be, but because you haven't kind of articulated that or kind of you know put it on paper, um, you can't really fully realize that. So, you know, while it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to, like, you know, go back to the paper every time you act or say or do things, I think just putting words around what, what, the, what problem your band solves in the market, I think, would, would be super valuable for you guys. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we've definitely run into that. Uh, there's this theater in town that they, uh, they're owned by a big corporation. <laughs> That's a musical instrument provider. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, there's, so there's a lot of opportunities there. And uh, one of the pitfalls we've run into is, you know, if it's a Tom Petty cover, you know, tribute band, they want like classic rock band. Sure. And it's it's hard to tell them, well, hey, you know, we can do two hours of country music. We can do two hours of classic rock. We can do two hours of pop. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's in its. I don't know if it's they don't believe it or if they're like, oh, well, they're sacrificing everything else for this. So I feel like in some of these opportunities, we're losing out because we're I don't want to use the word vague, but our we you know we're so broad in our sure. spectrum of what we're bringing to the table. Sure. Chauvet DJ is the brand of entertainment lighting that literally puts your band in the spotlight. Your band stage presence and image are critical to your success. Chauvet DJ Lighting can add visual energy to attract crowds and set your band apart from the competition. Adding lighting to your gigs not only helps the audience see who's rocking, but bands who have even basic lighting have been perceived to actually sound better. Chauvet DJ makes lighting easy with systems that can be set up and torn down in a matter of seconds. From subtle color washes and fades to high energy strobes and chases, Chauvet DJ makes lighting control just as easy. 
Shovey DJ's LED products have multiple control options, including auto programs and sound activation modes, wireless foot switches, perfect for guitarists, and remote control options. Shovey DJ's innovative Bluetooth wireless technology lighting products can be controlled right from a phone or tablet with no additional hardware needed using the free BT Air app available for both Apple and Android devices. Shovey DJ Gear also has conventional DMX inputs and outputs for more advanced programming options. Learn more at ShoveyDJ.com. Don't just rock, rock in the spotlight with Shovey DJ. Yeah, I mean, so that kind of moves me along to like the next thing, talking about the material you guys cover. Um, you know, you you had communicated that you guys could easily do six hours of just about anything, um, and and that that versatility is is definitely super super valuable. Um, I, I found your promo video, and um, you know you guys did everything from. I mean, you guys were doing. I live in the South, and you were doing like Southern rock and country songs. Even I wouldn't play. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's, uh, the guitar player just could nail that. And we were like, man, that's, that's not the easiest thing I've ever seen. We should probably let him show that off. Yeah. I mean, the one that I was talking about is you guys play, I know a little by Leonard Skinner, which is, you know, not one of their bigger tunes, but that's one of those just noodly guitar. Like that's one of those ones that you learn in, you know, when you're taking guitar lessons and then shelf, cause you can't, <laughs> you know, cop all the licks. Um, but it is one of those things that makes you guys again. You know, it's it's kind of a double-edged sword because um, it does mean that you can play lots and lots of different kinds of shows. But maybe because of the vagueness around the branding and the the band personality, um, you may not be selling that versatility as well as you could be. Uh, yeah, I, I I mean I definitely ag- agree with that and. It's, it's one of those things we're going back to the, the previous question. That's we've kind of been trying to like break that mold and be able to do truly anything. Yeah. But now it's, you know, we're getting to the point where it's like, how long do you want to swim upstream? Sure. You know, uh, before you want to just kind of go with the current. Yeah. And, you know, we've had some successes doing what we're doing, but it, it would be, it would be really nice to f- find out a way to like streamline down our image and what we're doing mm-hmm. And still being able to pull some of those, you know, being able to do a, you know, a Skinnerd song, a Black Crow song, and then turn around and follow it up with uh, like a, a Lord or Katy Perry or you know Bruno, you know, something like that. It's it's all uh, you know. I, I I like doing that stuff, and it's really fun to watch the audience's reaction when you you know you go from Old Town Road to. Uh, you know, fly away by Lenny Kravitz or, you know, yeah. they, they, you know, it's, it's really fun to watch their faces because they know both of the songs. Right. And, you know, they're just like, Oh my God, like, how did this happen? You know? And so it's, it's fun to pull stunts and things like that. And we, we do like the mashup. If, uh, I mean, if you sifted through all the live videos we yeah. have, I'm sure there's plenty of them up there where we're putting two, three songs in one. Absolutely. Uh, you know that that always goes over really well. It's yeah. easy to plan those transitions. It's it's kind of like planning a moment for the night. You yeah, know, absolutely, hundred percent, totally. And it's like, oh, you know, this is going to be the high point of the night, right? Right here, right. like, and we know that. So, so like you, you're you like you you know that there there are signature tunes that you guys do. Uh, you know, even in the midst of all of the other material, there are ones that stick out and probably get higher priorities on gigs and that kind of thing. So, um those would be the kind of things that you would want to kind of focus with on your promo material and, and, uh, and that kind of stuff. And, and I will say this about the, um, you, your guys' social media presence. Uh, I saw a lot of Facebook live videos, which means that, you know, you are, you're, you're showing people that you're busy 
and you know gives them kind of a a raw uh, insight into what your live shows are like. And those are all really really good things. Um, and from the promo shots you gave me, um, the band does look like it's put together. And and just you know the thing that I was going to say, um, and and I haven't heard you say it yet. Um, is that from that like that first picture that you sent me with the uh, the pink logo? You guys look like a wedding band to me, and that may um, I know that sounds odd, but given you know just the kind of style you guys you know everybody's kind of dressed up, um, and everybody kind of has their own unique style, but there is kind of like a through line for it. Um, it just look you guys you know at least in our market would come across like kind of a hipstery but like cool wedding slash like corporate band uh yeah i mean we've actually for next year we've had a lot of inquiries for weddings so very cool that uh i mean that that kind of funny how that matched right on up there right and i think um you know based on your promo material i think you know what the what story the your pictures tell um i feel like there is there's a lot of opportunity elsewhere um, because the only promo video that I found was from you guys last year, and it was more or less just um, live recordings from what I could tell over static images, kind of like in a scrapbook style deal. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was the first one we put together, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and we didn't we didn't really have the uh, video capabilities, sure. and. Uh, so Thanksgiving of last year, we hired a uh, we outsourced a videographer to do it, mm-hmm. and you know he went through and did it. And he asked, you know, I'm I'm working with the guy. I'm like, hey, this is what I want, and he's like, well, okay. And then he delivers me something different. I'm like, like no, like dude, like this this is what I want. Like I want you to do this 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 this. Like I, he wanted to make me this like 14 and a half minute promo video. Right. And I was like, no, 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 dude. I was like, I want one of our country tunes. I want one of our pop tunes. Uh, you know, I want one of these songs, these songs, these songs. And I want, you know, these vocalists featured on these parts and these guitar parts. You know, I, I laid, the, I mapped the whole thing out for him and he just like didn't want to do it for me. And so then, you know, some, some stuff came up. We're still going back and forth. And then it just kind of fell by the wayside. And it's just still an open-ended project that we never really kind of finished he did kind of use us as a launching pad, though. He uh, he posted a video that he had done of us doing a uh, Tears for Fears song. You know, Everybody Wants to Rule the World. Yep. And uh, he pretty much got the main kind of cover, country cover band in our area, region, at least. You know, he's bigger than local. He's, yeah. at this point, he's a pretty regional act. And that guy signed on to have him do 40 shows, do full video audio production on him, and... So then, you know, we kind of weren't nearly the priority anymore. And so it's still kind of open-ended. And I wouldn't rule out working with him because it just kind of fell apart. You know, I I truly did have some major, major stuff come up in my life that really impeded it at a very crucial point. Uh, But, yeah, that's definitely we're trying, uh, you know, we're gearing up to get another promo video out there here as soon as we can. We might try to do the video production ourselves as we've invested in some cameras and Mm -hmm. some software. But you know, we'll see how that goes. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the the thing that because there there is a lot of live video on uh, on your uh, on your social media. It's just you know, it's fan shot. It's it doesn't necessarily get, put you guys in a position to to sell to to higher markets. 
Now, I mean, you know, for like a for a club promo, it's it's way more than you would ever need because you know it does show you guys are proficient. It shows you know your skill and the fact that you can you can keep an audience moving. I just think that if you're trying to break out of that and kind of move up a couple tiers, um, that that's probably the biggest hole that I found in your um, in your kind of online presence. Uh, yeah, I mean that's it's in the. I mean, the worst part is I feel like that's been the big gaping hole we've had the entire time, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it's uh, it's just, you know, it's making excuses and all that, you know. But it's in, in our area, it's really hard to find people the, that are capable of doing – you know, we don't live in Los Angeles. There's sure. not a 1,000 videographers, you know, yeah. on Craigslist tomorrow. Uh, so, you know, there's a few people we could work with, and uh, we definitely are going to try to put one together uh, ourselves first yeah. to try to, you know, we, we we threw down the money for it, and it's not really a matter of throwing down the money for us at this point. It's a matter of getting exactly what we, what we want delivered. Well, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I would say that, you know, like you were saying, you know, show off your versatility, uh, keep them short. You know, I mean, the the promo that you guys had was was like a little over four minutes which is probably longer than it needs to be. Um, you know, kind of shorter, I would say like real short clips of, you know, uh, of kind of signature tunes, 10, 15 seconds each over the course of like a minute, minute and a half, I think is really all you need. Um, and I, and, and like I said, like you guys are, you guys are 90% there. Um, and with that, I think you'll be able to, to kind of move forward in a way that really kind of propels you guys forward. Um, trying to see other things that we were kind of looking at um yeah i mean as far as you know don't really have any notes on on your guys's live show it's super smart it's really slick it moves nice uh you guys have great stage presence um i'm seeing a lot of costumes i think maybe i just hit like a window of you guys playing halloween shows but like <laughs> there was like a there was like a a macho man uh medley where you guys were all dressed like the village people it was very oh yeah that was that was halloween last year Uh, (laughs) yeah that was a that was a lot of fun it was actually a lot of fun learning like village people music and like now we all like love the village people and like we hear it and we're like you know grooving along and it's like because there's five or six like really really good deep deep cuts you know And uh, David Lee Roth, you know, covered Just a Gigolo, and they had done it, which I think it originally was done by somebody else, but they did it before he did, and it's, you know, this huge, like, disco-y, like, good version of that song, and it's, so, it was a lot of fun portraying the village people for an evening. Yeah, it, w- it, was, def- it was definitely the, the highlight of my day, uh, getting <laughs> to check that out. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think the, your main opportunities here are just kind of your, your outward appearance. Um, and offline, uh, I'm going to send you something that uh, Dan and I have been working with uh, on the the for the book that we're we're writing that I think would probably help you guys kind of get uh, get all of that together. And and once you kind of have, you know, once you kind of get the the personality kind of baked in, I think um, putting vision behind the promo video will be a lot easier. And um, I mean, the, the 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 sooner you can you can get those two things put out, I think, you know, you guys are are practically unstoppable at that point because you have all the other components. I mean, it, you've got all the things that you need to really just crush that market. And um, with those couple tweaks and, and a little more promo material, I think you guys really have what you need to uh, to go out there and just do big things for sure. 
yeah, it's, uh, it, uh, that's, you know, we just want to keep pushing forward. I, it's like, uh, I think in, before we were taping, I think you had asked me about where I see us in a year and yeah. I, it was kind of hesitant on, you know, I don't want to put a lid on it. You know, I don't want to put a ceiling there because who knows how far it can go. Yeah. And I've, you know, I've, I, I've talked to the guys in the band about how I feel like right now the band is just this, you know, it's this, this rocket that's like everything's really getting shaky and it wants to come apart and we just got to keep it together for a little bit longer before it pops right out of orbit, you yeah. know? And that, that's, you know, just kind of the feeling that, you know, I've kind of had and expressed to the band and. Yeah, uh, man. I, like I said, I, I think you, I think you're well on your way and, um, you, you seem to kind of have the right attitude about it and, um, know kind of the things that need to happen. So, you know, what, what I'd like to do is, you know, we'll, we'll have a little further conversation offline and I'll send you some resources and we'd love to circle back with you guys in you know, three to six months and kind of see what, uh, what you've implemented and what worked and what didn't, you know, we can just kind of partner with you guys to make sure that you are, you know, standing and delivering the best you guys can. So that's our main goal is to be the wind in your sales, man. So whatever we can do, just let us know. Yeah, I mean, I, I've already learned like a, so much from you guys, and I've implemented a lot of it. And uh, I mean, I did have a question for you, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, because because we're doing an '80s tribute. Yep. How far into the '70s are you willing to go? Um, so we will. We've got a couple. <laughs> we got a couple that are kind of on the outskirts. Um, so like, my Sharona was released in '78. But it was on MTV in the 80s, so a lot of people kind of correlate it with that. Um, we've got a couple of, like, we, we would do I Want You to Want Me, which was released, I think, in 77, but was on the Live at Budokan record that was released in 1980. So, like, we're, yeah. we're, we're, pretty, we're pretty hardcore about it. Um, but I think there's some overlap there. And if it kind of matches the aesthetic and, and the vibe, I don't, I've never had anybody walk up to me and go, that wasn't an 80s song. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, we, we had been kind of having that argument and I'm like, well, if it came out in 79, like it obviously charted in the eighties guys. Right. Like, huh? yeah. And, and so, you, you can get granular like that and like look down the, down the pipeline. Um, but yeah, the, I, I don't think anybody would argue with you. And if they are, you know, you don't need to worry about it. <laughs> yeah that's uh that, that that was kind of my thought was i don't think anybody's going to be like you know wikipediaing these songs while we're playing them at least ho i hope they're not you know yeah yeah well very cool man um i appreciate you taking uh time out of your day to uh to talk and uh we will be in touch following um you know some some you know behind the scenes talk yeah and i, I definitely look forward to uh Party Cannon and uh, Steve's update. I'd like to see how, how they're doing after the coaching session, for sure. Fantastic. All right, man. Well, that will do it for us this week. Dan should be back with a very lively recap uh, episode and some new stuff we want to talk about. But I will go ahead and call it for this evening. Uh, from Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson. Big thanks to Jimmy uh, up in Indiana for hanging out with us. You've been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, episode 63, I believe. Have a great week.